Brian Powell of I Run Far here with EO Wang before the 2019 Lake Sonoma 50 Mile. How are you, EO? I'm doing great. How yeah? are you? What a gore. I'm, I'm great. I just came from <laughs> snowy Silverton and it is short sleeves and sunny and... Welcome to Marin County, California. What can I say? It's our, it's our gorgeous bubble. <laughs> <laughs> and a gorgeous bubble it is. Well, uh, you've run Lake Sonoma three times before. DNF the first time when you're sort of still figuring out, I think, the 50-mile distance. And then right. you've won twice here. Uh, what brings you back? I just love the race now. <laughs> yeah? Um, so Lake Sonoma was... On my schedule, because it's a golden ticket race, and I wanted to get back into um, Western States for 2019. Mm -hmm. So 2018, I was out traveling the world and missed the race and also missed Western States. So one of my main goals for 2019 was to do Western States again. Mm -hmm. And Lake Sonoma being, you know, I've had really good experiences there um, in 2016 and 17. Um, it was sort of at the top of my golden ticket race list. Yeah. Um, but then I ended up doing Black Canyon and getting my ticket there, but was still registered for Lake Sonoma. So originally I wasn't planning at all to run Lake Sonoma anymore. Yeah. Um, but then it kind of, I kind of wanted to see how I felt after Black Canyon and how training was going to go after Black Canyon. And? And... Training's gone really well. I had, I think, a few weeks after Black Canyon where I just felt really flat and tired. Um, but I think looking back on it, that was just race fatigue and um, sort of working through, you know, all the damage done to your body after yeah. you push it for 100K. <laughs> um, and talking to my coach this past week, we decided that we would do Lake Sonoma because I like the race so much, Yeah. Um, but I'm training through it. So I'm not tapering. Uh, this is going to be like a really high mileage week and we'll see how it goes. We'll see. Okay. Um, because there's a couple of things that I wanted to practice during Lake Sonoma mm -hmm. in preparation for Western States. And what's that? Um, I want to practice not having crew. <laughs> So I'm going to do the race without a crew. Okay. Um, I wanted to also get in a really honest long run. And being the highly competitive field that it is, it's going to be fast and furious and hard. Mm -hmm. And I'll be forced to run a lot harder than I would, you know, do so on my own. Um, and there are just some nutrition things that I want to work on ahead of Western States. Mm -hmm. It's also going to be a sunny and warm day. And as you and probably other people watching this video know, I have struggled in the past with heat. Yeah. Um, and Western States, no matter how much snow is going to be on the course, is always going to be hot. So that's something that I still have to work on. Um, and I want to fine tune some electrolyte and nutrition strategies um, just in a race like setting. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're going in, an, as you mentioned, a more intense effort than you would on your own doing a, a really long training yes. run. So, yeah. and that changes how well your body can process. Exactly, the, because the fuel. if I were to go out on like a 50K training run on my own, you know, I would stop and take my time and not really be in a true high pressure race mindset. Mm -hmm. And even though going into Lake Sonoma, it's not an A race this year, so I'll be tired. I'll have tired legs going into it. It's 
going to be challenging for me in a different way. Like, I like to race. Yeah, you you're, you're not the person to be like, oh, this isn't my A race. I'm just going to jog through it. I, I don't jog any race, but I will definitely go into this race probably more tired than I would if it was an A race. Um, but that's going to force me to be tough and gritty in a different way. Yeah. Um, which is something that I'll have to be in the second half of Western States, right? I'll be tired, sure. but I'll still have to be in a race mindset. And, you know, some of the things that have bitten me in the past is I get so into racing that I forget about the nutrition and the hydration and the electrolytes. And then, you know, an hour or two later, that comes to haunt me. Yeah. And so on Saturday, I will really be paying attention to those things um no matter where i am in the field <laughs> yeah so i mean now that you has the context of this race changed for you now that you do have an entry into western states can you be you know maybe be a little more aggressive or push it a little bit more than if you were your goal was to to get a golden ticket yeah i think i will probably take more risk in some parts of the race than I have in the past versus like, oh, I need to solidify my position, make sure I can make it. You know, maybe I do want to try and see how hard or how far I can push um, and not have it be so much of like, I have to maintain my position mm -hmm. and get a golden ticket. Like I can experiment with race strategies and see where are places where I might not feel great, but I can still push the effort and see how that plays out? Maybe there's a yeah an extra <laughs> some extra percent you can get out of there. Yeah, exactly. Do so you think you can improve upon your past your times or whatever on well, the Sonoma course? I haven't seen what conditions the trails are in. Yeah right now um i think the first year i ran it the trail conditions were really good and then the second year it was a bit sloppier and i feel like the whole course was slower and the weather i think was is going to be similar this year to 2016 it mm -hmm. might actually be warmer this year so i think combination of it's been very stormy and rainy the past <laughs> winter in yeah. Marin. Um, and from reports, it looks like the water crossings aren't too bad, but some parts of the trails are very mucky. Okay. And it will dry out a lot this week because we have a few days of sun going into Saturday, but there are low spots in the trails where, and, um, mountain bikers come through there's a lot of uh wild pigs up in the lake sonoma area that just churn everything up so, so there's i don't know how fast the course is going to run this year i think it's going to be tougher conditions in general um because of how wet it's been so it might not be the fastest course but it might not be the fastest course this year but you never know, you never know. so mean, black canyon Mm -hmm. Was that a good day for you? I felt like that was a really good day for me. I was really happy with it. Um, I think that I tend to be really hard on myself in terms of race results. And I think one of the things that I wanted to be conscious of coming back from my trip and my time away from racing is just to appreciate how every race plays out in, you know, in its own context. Mm -hmm. It's not oh, you didn't win, therefore it's not a successful day, or you could have run faster, or, you know, regretting all those things about the race. And it's more of celebrating, like, I had a planter flare-up, like, a month before the race, which, 
made me not be able to train for three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I like had other difficulties in traveling, getting to the race. It was like a really long day. And then I had never done a hundred K race successfully. I think I'd started 100 K before black Canyon mm-hmm. and DNF. Um, hundred K is the distance where, you know, I fell apart in Western States in 2017. So there were all of these things that I conquered at black Canyon mm-hmm. that I should be proud of and that I should, um, just, celebrate for myself as having achieved and as having conquered. Um, so I think I, I'm just super happy with West, with, um, Black Canyon in general, <laughs> I nice. mean, meeting my goal of getting the golden ticket and then putting together the performance that I did, um, given, you know, hiccup and training and all of these other and things. And the fact that you've taken a new approach <laughs> to, to appreciating a race. Like that's yeah, important. Yeah. Probably. I think, one of the things that I really learned on my travels is that we need to just be so appreciative of all of the opportunities and the great fortune that we have. I mean, running is a gift. Racing is a gift. Mm-hmm. Like being able to run as a choice <laughs> is a gift. <laughs> like seeing people who are living in extremely tough conditions, in conditions of extreme poverty, who don't have the opportunities that we have growing up in Western developed countries, I think really changed my perspective about running and about racing. In one way, it's made it less important. So I've become more relaxed about it almost <laughs> nice. so i mean we've talked about i mean you've mentioned a couple times and i had it on my list of things to talk yeah. to you about this trip tell yeah. me a little bit about this world trip that you took and so, it took you out of the kind of the race season right for a year. right so my husband and i were given an opportunity to work for family to travel around the world for them um teaching their two kids and we left august of 2017 and then traveled through 30 countries in 10 months. And we went everywhere. So all over Asia, South America, Africa, Australia. Um, And we went to places that were very modern, Mm -hmm. like huge, you know, metropolitan cities, Hong Kong, Singapore, Tokyo. Um, And then we went to places that were very undeveloped. Mm -hmm. We went to rural Africa, we went to Myanmar, we went to, um, you know, tiny villages that didn't have electricity or running water. Uh, So we saw a whole breadth and diversity of cultures and experiences and ways of life. And uh, yeah, and it just, it makes you really think about how you live your own life, first of all, and how your life can impact other people. And so I, I think I went through this whole period right after the trip where I thought, man, I do probably the most selfish thing in the world, which is be like a professional runner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's all about me, me, me with the training and the racing and the travel and, and the travel. And I'm like, you know, thinking about my carbon imprint and thinking about like, 
how do I actually influence and help the planet, the community, the world, other people? Um, how can I do that as a runner? Like, that's really a difficult thing. So and, how do you answer that? So um, I'm still teaching. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so one of the things that I really, you have like a giant mosquito. Oh there. yeah, they're, they're biting me. I'm yeah. <laughs> so one of the things that spoke to me was how important education is. Education and also um, providing kids opportunities to use that education. Mm -hmm. And so in a lot of places, especially in Africa, we saw a lot of very good-hearted initiatives to bring running water, electricity, and education to rural villages or tribes people, but then there was no follow-through afterwards. So they could be a healthy, literate teenager, but right. then what? Yeah. Where do they go? What do they do with that? And so one of the things that I've been thinking about is how do you have a bigger impact on a community through education, but also providing them opportunities to do something with that education. Mm -hmm. So I still, you know, haven't started my NGO or anything. <laughs> you haven't started some, like some um, micro lending organization. No, for... no, no. But that might be in, in the pipeline. Um, but I think another thing that I noticed was how people respond to running. You know, it is this like crazy thing that we do for ourselves, but it also brings people together and it also speaks to communities. Um, like we ran in, for example, in Ethiopia, if you are a person running around, everyone wants to talk to you. Everyone wants to run with you. Everyone wants to meet you yeah. and to get to know you. So I think there's an opportunity there for me to use running um, sort of as an ambassadorship almost. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of organizations that I've noticed recently are, are taking that route. You know, there's Girls Gotta Run, which does great work in Ethiopia. Yeah. Um, I actually look up to Claire Gallagher's work a lot with how she's been able to connect her running with um, saving the planet. Yeah, basically. more environmental yeah, activism. Yeah, environmental You're looking at more, activism. thinking about more about the human aspect. Well, or I think we saw a lot of environmental degradation all around the world, glaciers receding, deforestation, desertification. And I think I felt at the end of the trip, you know, taking all those pieces and putting them together, it's really, well, it's human caused, but at, you know, the front lines, it's people that are just desperately trying to survive, to make a living. Like, they're not purposely trying to turn all of the savannah into desert. No. They're just trying, trying to, to have dinner. feed <laughs> themselves by grazing their animals on this and land. And if you provide, I mean, I think economic world history shows yeah. that as you increase income and standard yeah. of living, yeah, the, yeah. the care of the, the individual's care for and ability to improve the environment goes yeah. up. Yeah. And to a certain point. Like there's and more like, and more pollution and then it goes down again yeah. as you increase and it's very, income hypocritical of us who live here to say oh you people in africa shouldn't cut down your forests or you shouldn't overgraze your land we did that that's how we got years ago. Yeah, like, <laughs> um and now our forests are starting to grow back because you know we're not subsistence farmers anymore yeah. right but so 
a lot of people in the world are still subsistence farmers and until they have the same education and the opportunities to you know raise themselves up economically that's just what they're going to do yeah, you can't have survive. an expectation to to yeah. not to survive first. So. Yeah. Well, that took a, uh, <laughs> that took a, a fun turn, turn <laughs> as I would hope and expect. That was great, Ayoa. <laughs> yeah. So I think, in summary, going into the rest of my racing career, whether it's one year, three years, five years, um, I think I just have a broader perspective on what running means to me and how I want to use running to, you know, help other people and save the planet. Eventually we need to save the planet. <laughs> well, good luck in your race on Saturday Thank and you. in saving the planet. <laughs>